welcome to Nintendo World Report Connectivity, episode 33. Thanks to a brilliant invention known as a News Digest, we've already covered this week's news in previous bite-sized episodes. This leaves us with plenty of time for some fun discussions. Uh, in our first segment, Neil, Josh, Danny, and Andy answer a listener's question about their favorite import games. And in our second segment, Dan is joined by Pedro and Josh so in a discussion a of, of the Mario Party franchise, but mostly the most recently released Mario Party. And uh, before we do, Enjoy I'll introduce episode. you to the, the crack panel that we have to answer this question. We got straight from Japan celebrating Golden Week, Danny Bivens. Hi. <laughs> We got Josh Max, who I guess is still in Vermont, about to graduate college. Yep, let's do it. And we got Andy, who has escaped his child for just a few minutes. In order just, to record just a little bit. Yeah. So, um, for, so for Golden Week, do they actually give you gold? Because that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> I haven't received any gold yet, but if I do, I'll be tweeting about it. So. <laughs> All right, I will look forward to that. Um, so I guess let's dive in, and I will read the letter that we got from Brandon. Hello, Connectivity crew. I imported a GameCube game back in 2007 that perhaps you have forgotten about, the lost first-party game that never made it here. That game is called Giftopia. Is, am, I, am I saying it right? Giftopia. I know it has a, yeah. Is it Giftopia? Yeah, yeah Giftopia. Giftopia, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's spelt like it's Giftopia, but I believe it's Giftopia. Uh, it's developed by Skip, the guys who did all the art style games. Also, the developers of Chibi Robo and Captain Rainbow. It was supposed to come out in America in 2003, but was canceled due to, quote, being too weird. My, <laughs> my question for you is, what Japan-only games would you love to see with a localization? Yes, Neil, we know you want Captain Rainbow, myself included. Um, yes, uh, Brandon, you, you know me well enough. I actually, Brandon's from VG Tribune. I, uh, I recorded a podcast over there with him a couple months ago, and uh, he was pest- he's pestered me about Captain Rainbow and kept me posted on the localization efforts. Um, apparently, the translation for Captain Rainbow is done. They just haven't patched it in yet. So I kind of look forward to see what, uh, what the, the fan translation for that game is. But Captain Rainbow would be at the top of my list. How about you guys? Well, um... Wow, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, but I probably shouldn't have started talking because I don't have an answer ready to go. <laughs> I got, I got one, but I'm gonna. Go for it. I'm, I, I, we, I, it's shown. It, I'll just say it, it's, it's, uh, it's Jump Superstars. That's my number one game. I wish was imported. Um, and that game, for for everyone who doesn't know, um, is Shonen Jump's official like fighter game. Like Shonen Jump is the. Uh, this big collection of manga that comes out weekly in Japan, you know, it comes out monthly over here with the ones that get translated in the States. Um, and, and jump superstars is the essentially the super smash brothers where they got the, like a character from each of the, uh, series and they just duke it out. And I really want it because I'm <laughs> such a huge nerd. Oh, I mean, I think I covered it because, Danny, you, you have it, right? That's right, yeah. I got this game a couple of years ago, and um, so it's really solid, and there's a ton of, ton of different characters to choose from. Um, so, I mean, if you're an anime fan and you have any kind of uh, love for Smash Brothers, I think this is a, a pretty good marriage between the two. Uh, it's not perfect, but, I mean, it's still pretty solid, and you get to play around beating the crap out of your favorite anime characters with one of your other that would, you know it would never happen so this may yeah, not I mean, it's, it's doesn't the... want to see goku and luffy fight i mean <laughs> it's the kind of game that would be a licensing nightmare for north america which pretty much explains why it has never come over right <laughs> and also I, I just don't think that ha- i don't think that audiences would know all of them because i mean i'm i'm just look right now i have the the roster up and I mean, only I, I'm I know most of them, but I don't know all of them. And I mean, like I, I'm not sure what Steel Ball Run is, or <laughs> Miss, or or Kochikame, or yeah. And I'm just looking around. I mean, I, I recognize both most of these, but like half these are like Toonami, like when we were kids, like Dragon Ball and Roni Kenshin. Mm-hmm. But like you know, there's Gintama and you know Hunter X Hunter and just a bunch of stuff that just, I don't think people would get. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Tatsunoko versus Capcom, which I'm still kind of shocked ever made it over, because a lot of those Tatsunoko characters, like, who in America really knows about them? Yeah, I mean, Actually, I'm really, I'm really more, surprised more, that made it here. Yeah, I mean, it's more than the, the, a lot of those Shonen Jump characters, but right. still. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I got the game. It was a pretty good game, but I, I still it. don't know who half them are. <laughs> Actually, I bought the Japanese version, and I was kind of pissed off that it was released in America. So I was thinking, hey, man, I got this cool exclusive Japanese game, and then like a couple months later, they announced <laughs> it for the States, and like, damn you! <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a game that was on a PS One demo disc that I played. I don't know, probably a good decade and a half ago, I guess, at this point. Um, it was sort of like a precursor to, like, Cooking Mama, I think. Um, it was called You're the Chef. And uh, it was... Uh, the only thing I remember was basically you were, you were making food, and you were using the analog sticks to, like, chop up ingredients and stuff. And I, hmm. I played the demo to that game for hours and hours and hours. I had no idea what any of the text in the game said. Um, <laughs> and I'm almost positive it never made it out stateside. But part of me really wants to track down that demo disc and just play it again on my PS3. But it, it was one of those things where on the PS1, like, Jam Underground demo discs, they were always highlighting one Japanese game that was yeah. never going to make it stateside. But I remember, like, you would have to, like, chop green onions and, like, use the left analog stick to slowly pull the green onions from left to right and then slam down <laughs> on the right analog stick to move the knife up and down. Could and then there was one finger? where you had to... Yeah, you could, actually. You could, you could, you could totally cut your finger. Ouch! And then you could, you had to like pour beer, so you had to like use one analog stick to tilt the cup, and then use the other analog stick to actually pour the beer. So you had to get the right amount of head on the foam on the head. Oh, the Japanese people love the head on the beer. Ugh. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I, I played that demo so much, and I, I never really got a chance to try out the full game. But I, I've loved games like that ever since. Although I never played Cooking Mama because the three-year-old girl aesthetic didn't quite gel, well, gel with me but the, the english mama's got it yeah <laughs> there's a game there's a game coming out on the eShop on the eShop soon called order up which is kind of kind of has the same thing going on um there was a wii version that came out a couple of years ago and it was pretty well received that he used the motion controls to kind of do the same thing you know flip the burgers fry the fries cut the lettuce and that kind of stuff and uh, it actually it actually mixed that in with a little bit of like diner dash and restaurant simulation which is a good time so um, when that when that comes out on the eShop in a couple of in a couple of months, check it out if that kind of a game appeals to you. I mean, going back to the the Japan only games, um, there were a couple that I actually got to experience because they they came to Europe and then I was able to import them because the DS is import friendly in that regard. And that's Inazuma Eleven and Jam with the Band, which uh, Jam with the Band I never really cared too much for. That that came out as Daigaso Band Brothers in Japan, and Jam with the Band is actually based on the sequel. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a rhythm game that you, you do stuff, and there's a Nintendo theme, so that's fun. Uh, but in Azuma 11, I was I was really looking forward to, because it's a level 5 game where it's like this crazy, like, soccer RPG sort of thing. But that game just wasn't really that good, I thought. I've heard the later ones get better, and the, the sequel did come out in Europe, I think back in February. But those are two games that I was really looking forward to, or at least... In a Zoom 11, I was really looking forward to, and it kind of disappointed me from coming from a Japan-only background. But, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, touching on Jam with the Band, you know, like Neil said, the, the European version is actually the sequel to the original uh, in Japan. The, the sequel in Japan, it's just, uh, it's called, like, Daigasol Band Brothers DX. You know, yeah, something, something like that. <laughs> They love their DXs. Yeah, so... <laughs> But, you know, I, I had the first one. I bought it uh, the first time I came to Japan back in 2006. I found it at some used game shop for pretty cheap. And, I mean, I remember the first thing I thought that was kind of weird about it, because it came out in 2004, uh, you know, right around the time that, you know, pretty close to the launch. But I just found it kind of odd that they didn't really use hardly any, if any, like, touchscreen type of controls for the music segments of the game. I mean... Honestly, I didn't have any problem with it. I just thought it was just kind of weird. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, Neil, did you did you did you play this game much at all, or did you just play it just for a little bit and just not I, like it? And I just played it for like it? a week or two. Um, I mean, the, the main reason why I got it is that I believe like Amazon in Europe had them dirt cheap, and I mean, it was just kind of fun to play Nintendo songs. It got really difficult on mm -hmm. some of the more difficult ones, and I downloaded a bunch of Nintendo themed songs as well. Mm -hmm. um, some that were good, some that weren't really that good. But it was kind of cool with like all the different instrumentations you could do in it. Oh, fun. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's other music games that, of course, didn't come here, like uh, the Owenden games, mm -hmm. which became Elite Beat Agents. But that was basically a completely different game, right? That's right. Well, it um, played the same, though, right? I mean, the basic yeah. gameplay was the same. 
Oh yeah, the gameplay. I mean, the, the songs were all different, of course. Yep, gameplay is yeah. exactly the same. The songs and the stories in the game are completely different. And um, you know, one thing I was talking about to the guys before we started recording is, you know, Oendan in Japanese. It's basically like these guys. It's usually for like some kind of sports-related stuff for schools. Uh, they're these guys that are dressed up in like these black school uniforms. They usually have some kind of a band on their arm or maybe some kind of a headband on, and their whole purpose is to inspire the crowd to get kind of into the game. Um, and then, you know, essentially, which would inspire the sports team, you know, to uh, do better. So the, the premise of the game is kind of based around, you know, these guys are just having some kind of a big problem and all of a sudden they just cry Oendon and <laughs> <laughs> these insane guys these insane Oendon come out of nowhere and help these people out um, so it's it's uh, you know i so guess so really Oendon is based on a true story kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Oendon is is non-fiction <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah they did an awesome job of, of translating that for the Western market, though. The I mean, taking the ch- the cheerleader aspect and turning him into like some sort of like government agency in charge of cheering people up is just it's, br- it's brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. It's a fantastic game. I mean, but elite beat agents did do they? I mean, they took the cheering up thing like one step too far for me. Like with the with the little girl whose dad didn't come home for Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that when I did that, I was like, every time I failed, I felt so terrible about it. <laughs> I'm like, I just denied this girl's like seeing her dad for Christmas. I'm a terrible human being. I I, oh, I need to get better. I need to get better. I can't stop. Oh, God, oh, relapse. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but, but you uh, know, like like we had just said too. I mean, the Japanese version. You know, there are two of them: Oendon and Oendon Two. Um, of course, they you know, have Japanese music in them, and uh, I don't know, there's some really, really good songs in there. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any Japanese music, but um, in the Is it first... all J-pop? What now? Is it all J-pop? Oh, no, no. They okay, have, cool. Like... Oh, and here <laughs> it's, I was it's... hoping it was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good mix, like, for example, and I remember specifically in the first one, there's one of my favorite bands, they're called the Blue Hearts. It's kind of like a Japanese punk band from, like, the 80s, 90s. Um, and they have a song on there called Linda Linda or Rinda Rinda or Rinda Rinda. <laughs> and uh, it's really <laughs> awesome. I love that song. And it's kind of great that it's in the game. And, you know, it's, it's just really a lot of fun. It's really a different experience in Elite Beat Agents, too. So, um, and it, you know, if you know how to play Elite Beat Agents, you can play a wind on. There were a surprising the amount of, uh, like, DS games when I thought of the ones that only came out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Ace, Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Which still, I guess, technically hasn't been axed for a uh, a localization, but Capcom still hasn't really said either way. It doesn't really look like it's too likely, mm-hmm. but we can always hope. Yeah, I I love the Ace Attorney series so much. Yeah, Investigations, the first one was was pretty awesome too. Uh, pretty awesome. It was really awesome. It was yeah. a great. It was a great twist on something that that we all loved, and I mean, especially after Apollo Justice, which. That's a win right there. I mean, no, I enjoyed it. It just, uh, it, Investigations was so good, and it makes me, I, it made me really sad when, when you told me that uh, it, was, it wasn't coming to, to the States. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. They're such great games. They, they all, I mean, they, they all are. Even Apollo Justice, which I give shit for all the time when I talk about it. I, 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 I mean, it's the weak link. That doesn't mean it's bad. Exactly. Exactly. It's still it's still good. It's still good storytelling, and it's still a good game. I still so. only played the uh, the very first Phoenix Wright game, but I'm sitting on investigations that I picked up for like twelve bucks, and I just haven't put it in yet. Oh, so worth it. Yeah, so I, I, worth it. investigations kind of, I guess, rejuvenated my my love for the series because it was something that like I kind of faded as I got through the the Phoenix Wright games, and then Ace Attorney Investigations was just enough of a twist on it that made it. That much better for me. Hmm. Yeah, I I uh, recently bought. Well, actually, God, it's been about six months now. I think it's Ace Attorney. I bought it on my on iOS. Um, I think it's like a collection of the GBA games or something. Yeah, um, I think I've I ha- heard of yeah, that. I, I haven't really got to play any of them, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed the first Phoenix Wright game. Um, I, I I think I was a little hesitant to jump right to investigations because I was afraid there may be some plot I was missing out on. Since a little bit. 
There was I like mean, three or four games the, in between. After the first game, I mean, you, you kind of only really need to know about like some of the characters, but none of the plot twists after the first one. Okay. As far as I know, I mean, I, I think. Fair enough, fair enough. I, re- I really need to go back to it, especially since I've been almost exclusively playing on my handhelds these days and sort of itching for something new to try. I keep, I keep forgetting that I bought it. I don't know why. It's in my, <laughs> it's in my case, but... Dude, that's that's me and Leighton. I've had I've had the Unwound Future. Just I've beat, I'm halfway through it, and I just always forget it's there. Oh yeah, like, and, and I see it, and I I just play like another twenty minutes of it, and then I forget about it. I sat on Diabolical Box from like the month it came out until last month. Um, <laughs> I love those games so much. I finally I picked it up and beat it. I can't wait until I can stop worrying about the next one, and they confirm that it's coming out this fall. Yeah, I've had it since do. last year. You suck, Danny. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> but as far as other uh, like you know quirky games that I always liked, kind of like the Lightning games, um, the Goemon games, mm-hmm. which there were I think only only three. Hit, well, I guess the first Game Boy one also came out in North America, but there was Legend of the Mystical Ninja that came out on Super Nintendo and the two N sixty four ones, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole big series in Japan that is pretty much dead right now. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple Super Nintendo sequels. Um, I think there's one that's kind of like Super Mario World. Um, it's on the Japanese Virtual Console. I haven't gotten a chance to play it, but I've always mm-hmm. wanted to. And then there was a DS one that came out that I think made use of the touchscreen in probably gimmicky ways. It came out probably like 2005. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I always like the Goemon games. I, I think they're really funny and they're really fun. Actually, you know, speaking of Goemon games, one of them just came out on the Wii Virtual Console this week here in Japan. Oh, no, 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 the, the 3DS one. Didn't the Game Boy one come no, out? No, there's actually, well, there was, that came out like a couple weeks ago. There was uh, another one... Wii one? Yeah. Japan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ridiculous sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> it's, you know, J- Japan, you know, Nintendo here actually supports everything, <laughs> which is yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a Famicom version actually of going on. Um, oh, okay. There's a Famicom version. Like, I, wow. wow. Yeah, I, I had no idea until I saw. I had no idea the series day. was that old. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, um. Well, I guess we have two other games that we want to go over. Uh, mm-hmm. There's Virtual Pro Wrestling Two, which Danny you brought up. Oh yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, a lot. I know. Probably a lot of listeners out there, well, maybe if they're old enough to remember, or maybe you're too old like me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, back in the N64 days, there were a slew of really, really good wrestling games um, from yeah. AKI, and which is, I think, we were talking earlier, went on to become Ukes. Um, I think know, maybe rap- they were absorbed by Ukes because Oops. I think uh, actually the, the people that the people that made those games ended up making the Def Jam Vendetta yeah. games. I think that's right. That's right. And. Um, well, yeah, I mean, these are like grappling-based uh, uh, wrestling games. Really, really solid controls. It was just a lot of fun. And, you know, there are four games that were released in the States. And um, in Japan, there were actually three. Uh, one being Virtual Pro Wrestling 1, which is kind of like a mix between WCW, NWO World Tour. And it's kind of like a mix between that and WCW, NWO Revenge. Um, because like they have some scoring elements and stuff like that that are in this game that aren't in the first original one that came out in the States and stuff like that. But they still had some of the American wrestlers, which is a bit odd. But uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 it has no really counterpart in the United States. Um, some argue WrestleMania 2000 is, but I mean, there are no American wrestlers in the game at all. Um, a lot of the modes that are in... WrestleMania 2000 aren't found in uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. Um, another kind of interesting thing they have about uh, on the game too, they have, uh, you know, in the create a character uh, section, they have, I guess, kind of an extensive mask making section where you could make like a, you know, luchador mask for your character. And nice. <laughs> that's kind of, you know, bizarre, but still kind of cool. Um, well, well, there's nothing wrong with lucha. Hey man, that's I'm not. Uh, no, there's <laughs> not. You know those uh, those Aki wrestling games are very well liked in the wrestling wrestling gamer community. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWF No Mercy from 2001 is widely considered to be still today the best wrestling video game ever made. Mm-hmm. So Aki really wow. knew what they were doing. 
Yeah. And uh, the fact that there's an exclusive one in Japan that we didn't get over here makes me want to try it out. Um, I played Fire, one of the Fire Pro Wrestlings on GBA, one of the few that made it over to the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and, was um, the one that came out near launch, I think. And yeah. what I what I found was that for the most part, if you don't if you're not familiar with the characters, it's not nearly as much fun. Mm-hmm. But the game itself was really impressive. There was just a lot of stuff you could do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that might hold true too with Virtual Pro Wrestling too, because it is an exclusive Japanese roster of characters. I mean, obviously they're going to be almost all of these characters you don't know, except for I think they have Vader. Um, used to be in like the WCW well, and stuff. A lot um, of the a lot, a lot of the American wrestlers when they're not like necessarily under contract at the moment with mm-hmm. WWF or WCW, they would go over to uh, I think it's All Japan or New Japan, yeah. uh, one of the Japanese wrestling federations over there. So it wasn't all that uncommon to see American wrestlers working in in Japan mm-hmm. uh, when they were not under contract. But you know, between stints and one of the one of the two major wrestling corporations over here. Right, and I, I also saw in this game too they have a bunch of unlockable characters like classic American wrestlers, including like Andre the Giant and like Ricky Steamboat and a lot of other old like '80s wrestlers and stuff like that. So you know, there's still some familiar faces in there if you're willing to put some time into the game and work at it. But it still sounds incredible, though. Yeah, and I, I've like you know I said I've always been a huge fan of these games, and I don't understand why wrestling games now don't look back at this control scheme and just keep it. I mean, what the hell? I mean, it's perfect. It's so easy <laughs> to do, and it, it's it, what the hell? It's just stupid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I guess uh, let's go ballsy and end it on everyone's favorite Japanese import, which is Disaster Day of Crisis. Oh yeah, uh, Reggie himself made a comment about that in so few words. Said it was a piece of crap and it was never coming out in North America. (laughs) (laughs) But I know I I think everyone except for Josh has played this game to some extent, right? Actually, I haven't. I've seen it on the store. Yeah, seen on the store shelves for like. You're you're not missing out on too much. (laughs) I mean, it's it's hilariously bad. Um, But the funny thing is, is that I was thinking about it as I was playing Xenoblade that. Probably a lot of why Xenoblade looks good is because of Disaster, because it seems like it's kind of running on a you know a modified version of that graphic engine that was on Disaster. Oh, I forgot it's the same developer as Xenoblade. Yep. That yeah. completely like slipped my mind. Yeah, I uh, I imported this from Australia. Our staff member Andrew Brown was um, advertising that he had fairly cheap copies of Pikmin Two to to ship over, and I raised my hand quickly and, and high. And uh, he uh, he said Disaster Day of Crisis was, was like thirteen dollars in the bin next to it. So I was like, yeah, I'll definitely take that too. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I've played maybe like four or five hours of it, and it's it's entertaining in how bad it is. Like I think th- I think they used the phrase, "This is gonna be one hell of a day." Like seven times oh in the first God, thirty minutes so of the game. Stupid. <laughs> like yeah. what I love uh, is that there is a button that you press where the guy is just basically like. Nope, nothing here. And like, yeah. you press that button, like, is there something there? And he's like, yeah, I don't see anything. There's a button dedicating to dedicated to taking a cleansing breath for when your uh, <laughs> when your lungs are full of smoke. And uh, I think my, I think my favorite part of Disaster Day of Crisis is when you punch open a trash can to find like a whole turkey and you eat it in like three three bites. I don't it's, think I'd be just, eating that turkey. It's so awful. It's, it's so really bad. bad. Okay, I need to get this then. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like now I need to play it. Or at least yeah, play it. like Josh, either you know, uh, do do illegitimate things to your Wii, and I can give you my copy for a while, or just come over and we can play it sometime. Because I'm fine with either it is, of those. It is honestly though, like dumb. for as bad as the writing is, and for as like I don't know mediocre as the gameplay is. There's enough polish on this game that it really does surprise me they didn't bring it over. Like, it's clear they dumped money into this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just seems like even if the game came out and was, you know, given sixes and sevens across the board and got kind of panned, they'd still make money on it. I mean, it was an early Wii release. They could have made money on it just because it was one of the few games around. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it doesn't hold up that poorly compared to a lot of other early Wii, early Wii games. I mean, this game came out pretty early over in over in Japan, didn't it? I think, I think so, it was yeah. definitely 2007, and yeah, I think it I came mean, out in Europe in 08. I want to okay. say. Okay. Even still, like in 08, we're still you know 
just getting over the hangover that was like the first Red Steel and the Far Cry that came out with <laughs> with the Wii's launch. Like we, you know, there weren't a, pl- a ton of great games until like mid two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, really. But yeah, disaster. It's it's it's. I think it's worth checking out. I mean, it's bad, but it's still like a fairly complete game experience. Oh that... wow! It actually it, it came out in Japan in September two thousand eight, and it came out in Europe a month later. I didn't realize okay. they were that close together. Hmm. Neither did I. I thought they were like a year apart, like you said. Yeah. Oh well. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Yep. Give it a so, shot. Uh, so Brandon, I I hope we answered your question. Um. As, as best as we could. Those are the Japan-only games that we're kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and send in more mail if you wish, and we can do maybe full segments on them, like we did with this one. Send the mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Indeed. Sounds good to me. Alright. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Cookman here. Um, I'm here with uh, Pedro. Hi. How are you doing? Doing good. Great, great. And we're here with Josh. How's it going? How are you doing? I, I don't think we have talked much. Nah, nah. I mean, you know, so I got school, you know, graduating soon. All that fun stuff. Yay! But that is life, I suppose. Yes, it is. Um, Yeah. Um, today we're going to talk about Mario Party 9, uh, which came out in March in Europe, Australia, and North America. I think it first came out in Europe, then nine days after, haha, Mario Party 9 in North America. And then almost like a chunk time later on April 26th, which, which has happened just recently, it came out in Japan, just before Golden Week. Um, of course, um, it is uh, made by the developer a new developer which is Andy Cube um which previously made like F0 maximum velocity on the GBA and then we haven't heard like a big chunk of time about them and then they returned with new peeps of Hudson and then made Wii Party which was in my eyes a fantastic game I don't I know if you guys played it I actually reviewed the game for the site um in 2010 and I agree that it's an excellent game Josh, did you play it? Yeah, I, I played it only once, but uh, a friend got it, and I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a fun time. It was especially very different than the other board games that Nintendo would do. Like, it has these several different modes, and um, especially... I used to play, like, um, like the roulette a lot, where you um, had to spin the roulette wheel, and when it landed, you had to play a mini game or get it a certain amount of coins. It was very addicting to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, yeah, it is. Uh, it was an insane party game. Um, after that, they worked on uh, We Play Motion, uh, which some people like, some people dislike. I'm more on the liking side of it. Um, they were more um, there to uh, look at all the concepts and make them a little bit more full-fledged, um, while the other companies that were involved were making the concepts. So they had some nice development um, um story behind it, which I suppose you can well, weed into if you want to read that what he what asks on their website. Which um, is a very interesting read. And now there are our Mario Party 9. Um, 
which is a very interesting step because again um some people of Hudson um when the company switched over to Konami decided screw you guys I'm going with this new company at Nintendo which was almost dead for like a couple of years now revived from the dead and tada we party and now a couple of years later they returned to their, their roots in Mario Party 9 which uh, makes it kind of full circle for them I suppose yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has been like it has been tons of years ago. Like in 2007, Mario Party 8 came out, and um, I wasn't too fond of Mario Party 8. I saw that it was an alright game, but for it being like the last game that everybody suspected it was going to be, it wasn't a good way to go out. I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people liked Mario Party 8, but. I remember finally, and that's finally with quotation marks. Finally, was 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 that I played the game with some of my friends back in 2007, and the game was barely over, and everybody was already bored. And there were and the mini games were always were also very spastic. Like they were very based about shaking the Wii remote. Yeah, I mean, like they they had just the 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 soda can one where all you did was just shake it as fast as you could, and you couldn't even you know tell who was winning or anything like that. And I mean, I I played it both uh, with my family at one point, and I then I played it with uh, with some friends. And I mean, everyone enjoyed themselves, but it wasn't like it's not like Mario Party Two, which in my opinion is is a classic, or Mario Party Four. Yeah. Well, well, the last Mario Party I enjoyed was Mario Party 6 on the GameCube, which they included lots of stuff, like they made the solo mode a little bit more full-fledged there, yet of course the mic mode, um, yet all collective system, it was tons of fun. It was a really really well-put-together game. Um, Then 7 came about, which was like the final hurrah for the GameCube, and... You know, that's where it really started to decline. It was really boring. And it kind of continued that trend with 8. Both 7 and 8 felt really boring. The problem was that, in my opinion, was that they tried to add a little too much to the Mario Party formula with all of these uh, candies and items and special I completely events. agree. I completely and agree. There were, and there was so much crap to keep track of that everybody got bored and for example player one will be on his or her turn for like 10 minutes or such because there was so much crap going on everybody was kind of like hurry up you know you know the thing is i like that um the thing is with um that was also introduced with six and five um five i didn't like as much six was really good um because it was more streamlined and you could have like lots of long parties with that and the whole day and light system i loved it um was even had an egad board which i um played tons of mm-hmm. um but then seven seven for example had this like eight player mode where you had to stay like two players next to one GameCube controller and play with eight people on one playing board. Um which made absolutely no sense because when would you have eight people uh playing about on one GameCube system? That's insane. Yeah, I would yeah. I mean I'm I'm a I'm an old curmudgeon over here. Like I four was the last one I really enjoyed. I mean, I love two. I bought two the minute I could on the on uh on, on the Wii and I still have uh four. We play that you know, my friends and I play the other bunch. But you know, now that nine's out, it is all nine. Like I'm still playing that thing. Got I got all the vehicles and I'm still like, you know, I'm still using up all my party points. I love it so much. You you know the thing is with four, I um, I, I was very I was very quickly to dismiss four uh, because um, I didn't thought, found the boards really inventive, and and five and five was then um, the whole with the whole mini browsers plot mm-hmm. uh, with the three different colored uh, mini browsers, and then six six was um, six was just more of more of an adventure. You could play it solo, you can play it with friends, you can play two people. It was more separated. Um which I liked a little bit more and that's why it was the last Mario Party I enjoyed. Um but again it was an involvement of the things that came before it. So six wouldn't have 
have existed without 4. So it was a more of an expansion and learning the mistakes they made with the previous games. But I can understand why people like 4 more, but for me 6 was the final last hurrah in that series. No, you guys no, won't believe that. this, but you guys won't believe this, but the last Mario Party game that I actually enjoyed was Mario Party 2 way back in the day, like way back. I did play 4, 5, 6, and 7, but I never owned them. So the last game that I played and owned was Mario Party 2. And so that was, to this day, it's kind of like the best game in the in the classic style of Mario Party games. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I love Mario Party 2. I think it's... You got the costumes, you got the stars, you got the really great boards. It's just, it's a great, it's a great time. Great mini games. It's a classic. You can't, it's hard to beat Mario Party 2. So yeah, well, again, I love 6 more. But that's, that's a matter of opinion. So we have like different tastes in the Mario Parties we enjoy. That's great because that gives us a perfect opportunity to talk about Mario Party 9. And see how it um, fits together with all of us. Um, So... Let's talk about Mario Party 9 in general. Um, so what have they changed? Uh, what do we like? What we don't like? Um, I think, Josh, you haven't talked too much. So could you talk about uh, Mario Party 9 in general? What have they changed uh, and what have they introduced? Sure. I mean, uh, God, well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say that when going into this, uh, I was actually, I was, a little, I was a little worried. I was a little scared of the whole thing because instead of everyone, you know, going all, all over the board on their own, everyone's together. Everyone travels around the board together in the same kind of, in a car uh, yeah. or a vehicle of sorts, you know, spaceship, mm-hmm. submarine. And uh, the objective is now to reach the end of the board instead of, you know, there are 20 turns to see who can get the most of what. So now, uh, it I, and and instead of oh instead of coins and and stars there are just mini stars which kind of work the same as coins like you get them at the end of a mini game you can battle for them but also whoever has the most mini stars in the end wins so mm-hmm. th- those cha- th- I think those are most of the changes that I know of or at least that are off the top of my head um, and I I was again worried really worried about all this because I'm like you know why would you want to travel around how do you screw over other people you know if you're if you're gonna be right next to them the whole time but you know what uh overall i am really happy with that oh and the boss battles my favorite part of the game easily favorite part of the game i love the boss battles uh and the captain events are are pretty fun but i mean boss battles have made it for me they make this game amazing so let so let's talk about these various aspects so first you have the cart just like you said you travel from one place to another from a to b there's a beginning and the end of a board it's not like you take turns anymore well, i mean you do take turns um, but it's you're going straight. Uh, it's, yeah. but uh, i mean every single time like every single time four people have played a turn has ended and you would play a mini game um that isn't there anymore like uh, one you have to find mini games on the board or um, secretly pop, let them pop up and play and play them, and then uh, the player who lands on them can choose them as well, which I find a li- nice little touch. So you can um, a little customize the game you want to play. Um, of course, next to the normal uh, shiny new little stars you can collect <coughs> in the mini games and across the board, you have also the negative stars, um, which has a slightly the same name as the mini stars, but now with, with a Z at the beginning. Um, which uh, the mechanic of the 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 happy and the dark stars uh, really mixes well with one another, so it quite balances out the gameplay in some aspects. Um, it is, of course, maybe a shame that stars and coins are gone, but I find this new um, currency system way more endearing in places. I mean, I like it. I think I think it works well. Yeah. I was I was afraid of uh, I was afraid of all this um, coming back to like you know. To, to confuse people, but you know what? It's introduced. It's very well, and it's it's executed beautifully. I'm really happy with it. Yeah. So um, the thing you talked about, we should talk about, is captain events. Oh. oh. Uh, yeah. That's that you is wanna... the time when you May... you can screw everyone. Yeah. Over. So um, Pedro, what are what is a captain event? Can you tell maybe perhaps about a captain event you enjoyed? Okay, um, if I'm not mistaken, Captain Events are events that uh, that, that you can, um, what's the word here, um, crap, oh, 
okay, there are places on the board that you can land in, and when you land on that space, you get to go to a special mini game where it's basically, if I'm not mistaken, you, the captain against the other three players, and the reason when just says that you can screw everyone over is because whether you win or lose, the game is going to change drastically from that moment on. on. Well, in, in some places, yes, because um, the captain can choose um, the order in how the mini game will play. So, at, in the first board, like the Toad um, course uh, board, um, there is this uh, stage where uh, there's tons of mini stars um, and four blocks, so you can wall another die placed around this playing field. And then the, um, the captain has to choose the order in how um, these players will take turns. So you can, in the end, you can pl completely screw somebody over, but someone can also land on the forward block and screw you over and take all the mini stars for themselves. So basically, so, the fear that Mario Party 9 was going to be this casualized version of the Mario Party franchise, they don't have to, work, to be worried because all of the screw you elements are still in place in Mario Party 9. Yeah, for example, you can just, with, with one single die, you can just place them just before like a bunch of Z stars and have them swallow up and lose a bunch of stars in the process, which, have, which is tons of fun. And that's yeah. why I think Mario Party 9 is a scene of beauty because it's able to keep all of the major elements of the party, Mario, party 9, uh, Mario Party franchise like the, uh, the events of getting lucky or getting unlucky, screwing over, over the other players, and just this element of randomness that keeps everybody on their toes. But at the same time, Everything has been streamlined so that everybody can enjoy it without feeling like the game is becoming a drag. I mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I mean, they still have the Bowser spaces. They still have the chance spaces in a way. It's not chance time for Mario Party 2. But it's still, you know, it can still mix the game up. Um, did, you, did you guys land uh, in the, the Bowser space? There's a little space called Get 10,000 Mini Stars. Did you guys get that? I've and never thought, that. Oh my god. Well, basically, but basically, you get, only get 10. That's that's the big screw you because basically it says now you get ten thousand mini stars. Nah, you only get ten because browser doesn't have them lying around. I mean, I've I've gotten. I mean, me and my friends have played this so much. We've gotten everything else, and we had not gotten Bowser Revolution in ever. We'd never gotten it, and then when we finally got it, it was, it was a beautiful thing. It was. We, what we is? What? I never got Bowser Revolution. Could you tell me about it? Oh, it's communism. It's that's all it is. It's everyone gets the same amount of stars. All the stars get put into the middle, and he divides them evenly among all the players. And if there are any extra, he just takes them away. Ha! <laughs> it is. Yeah, it brilliant. Is, it is a beautiful thing, especially when you get it right before the final boss battle. Everyone has the same amount. Every like tensions get so much higher. Uh, another thing about love about the Bowser space is the backwards mini games. Oh yeah, where you ha where you have to become last, so you intentionally have to lose to get ten mini stars. <laughs> I love those games. I thought they were really awesome that way. Uh, another space that is interesting is the Bowser Junior space, where you have to team up, forcefully team up with another player to beat Bowser Junior in a dedicated mini game. Yeah, I like that. It was good. Yeah, there was some good stuff in there. Um, and now the boss battles, because you were really the first time you screamed the boss battles. I just want to hear your your impressions and what your favorites are, Josh. Oh God, um, I mean, I just I love I love the boss battles. They're so much fun. I love the music for them, especially when you get them down to half health and things get a little bit more intense. I mean, yeah, we get frantic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's there's all different types. I my favorite one is the King Boo puzzle challenge. Where you have to, mm -hmm. you know, it's basically like bejeweled, but you know, you can also get the lightning bolts three in a row, and you screw over all the other players. Um, I love the the cheap, cheap one where you have to throw the shells at them. Uh, God, there's, just, there's oh, I love. I, 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 I love the final wave of Bowser. Oh Bowser's yeah, block with party. the guy. Yeah, which I think he actually might pull out of his behind. <laughs> um, but you oh. are talking about Josh is the favorite. Hammer space. That's what they call it. Hammer space. 
Oh god, but that now th- those games are great. I mean, there there's the there's the chain chomp one where it's kind of hard to keep track of sometimes. There's the spike, which is like you know where you all have to click on the the, the hammer. Hopefully, so you'll get the golden one. It's kind of random. There's dry bones, which is one of those other ones like chain chomp. You have to keep track. And then there's always like there's the bomb bomb and thwomp and bomb bomb and thwomp like screwing over other players because you have no idea what anyone else is doing. So. And you and it's everybody for himself. So it's not like you know cheap cheap where you can all work together. And it's not like Boo where you can all kind of like you know if you want to you can stay in your own little space. With Bombum and Thwomp, you have to compete with other players. And mm-hmm. that's and you know the boss the boss battles are there. Some of them are kind of similar, but none of them will give you the same experience. Like every uh, every boss th- battle have think... you screaming about something. Yeah. I don't think they're similar. They're all different. Oh no! Um, I mean they're all different. But I mean there's like yeah. the actiony ones. There's the thinking ones. There's the paying attention ones. You know, like, like you know, there's, there's, there's also the screwy one with uh, Bowser Jr. and the die, oh, yeah. where you where you have to land on specific areas on um, on like six or twelves or eighteens to attack. Yeah. And if you don't and land on a Bowser Jr. space, he will attack for that amount of points to you, and you will lose tons of points, which is a glorious thing. <sighs> it's yeah, it's no, it's it's great. I loved it. I love it. I'm I'm really happy with the game. Uh, I was again. I'll, I'll say this again. I was I was scared of the changes, but you know what? Ultimately, I'm very happy uh, about so, how it turned out. Yeah. So let's talk about the boards. Right. Um, so let's do a round. What is their favorite board? Um, Pedro, you go first. I really like the one with the dolphins. I forget the name of it. Do you guys remember the name of that Looper one? Looper Beach. Looper yeah, Beach. Yeah, that's the one. I really love that one because it kind of reminds me also a little bit of Super Mario Sunshine. And because he has the dolphins from Super Mario World, <laughs> we love that one. Yeah, the the fun part is that when you land on a space with the dolphin, you get stars, and when the shark chases you and gets you, you will lose your stars, which is a nice touch. And there's also um, when you land on certain um, event spaces, um, fun stuff happens in the environment. So that's a really good board. Yeah, that was my favorite. Josh, your turn. Um, I really loved uh, Bomb Factory and Magma Mines. Magma Mine is my favorite as well. Um, that, was, that was really good. They're they're all really well designed. They all have their own little things. I mean, but the thing about bomb, the Bomb Factory and Magma Mine is that any player can lose half their stars on like any given turn. That that lava is screwy. Oh, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, so again, Magma Mine is my favorite too. You just um, you you go into random spots where there's a number on there, and then it will waste a lava with that many spaces, and then you could just basically lose almost off half of your health. Or you can set it up so another player you loses tons of their stars, which is good. Um, there's also ton- other features in there, like um, Okay, so one of the interesting things about it is that all the mini games are already playable from the get-go, except for the boss battles. Mm. Um, so you go to the mini game menu and can basically play everything. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah, and there's tons of ways, similar to Wii Party, um, in the mini game option, they have tons of ways to play the mini games. Mm. So you can all just basically play just an um, endurance one for one player, or the time trial mode, where they basically switch it up for just uh, one player to enjoy. And that's uh, also the beauty of Mario Party 9, is that you don't have to strictly play the the single-player board games or multiplayer board games if you just want to play the mini-games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I-, I think... Um, this time they did a bunch of better job to giving us some solo stuff in there. Again, the endurance one, and if you um, complete the solo mode, you get like the 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 boss battle mode where you can just keep up playing those bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, in the extras, there's also perspective mode. I, I don't know if you guys play that. I love that mode to be honest. I really love perspective mode because it really changes the way you play the game. Just from placing the camera in another angle. I thought that was really crazy and creative. Yeah. Um, there's also like a longer version of a minigame, which is Goomba Bowling. I which I, play a, I, I played it at a, yeah, I played it a lot with friends. That's a really fun Especially one. Especially when you are able to line up the shells so that it hits every single Goomba. 
as when the sound that he just made when he goes until the end is a yes. Yes, that's amazing. yeah. That, that's a that's a good feeling, man. That's a good feeling. <laughs> um, another thing is Castle Conqueror, which I also have a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fun little puzzle game. They made it full fledged, actually. Yeah, really full fledged. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other the the only disappointment in the extras mode, I suppose, is that um, well, the football slash uh, soccer game, um, which um, is a bit meh. It's too basic, um, to be honest. It's too basic. Yeah. 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 So basically, good stuff to play your mini games. Good stuff to um, have some extra fun with. Um, you can also unlock the music if you play a bunch of stuff in um, in the museum mode. You can also collect these star constellations, which I find a bit weird. <laughs> Not to mention yeah, that just... it, it takes a lot of stars to get the constellations. Yeah, I just started buying this because I bought everything else. So, yeah. Also, I find like the you get new can you get new cards for the boards, but yep. it's like two hundred stars per per card. I mean, that's I that's find. like essentially just one yeah. game, one four player game. Yeah. Uh, and I, Which I mean, is, I just I yeah. I now have all of them. Like I love them. I made a point to get nice. all. Nice, nice, very good. Um. What are you guys like? Additional features, just like besides the board. Which do you play the most? I play the most like the just the time trial, just to try those ten mini games, um, single player, and see how quickly I can beat them. I actually enjoy playing through the perspective mode. I know that it only has like ten games, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me. But again, yeah. I just love how once. Really fairly easy mini game can turn really hard by just taking the camera oh, and man, placing yeah. and placing on a way different angle, like the one with um, where the characters have to avoid the bombs and and they're coming down. When it's played on the on the stationary camera, it's fairly easy to maneuver. But when the camera places the places itself onto the character, it gets really hard to see where the bomb is coming. So it becomes really exciting to just keep running around hoping where that where you don't land is where the bomb eventually lands. So I really love that. That will that that is my, uh, my also, favorite mode yeah. of the game. Yeah. I also love the mini game where you um it, there are basically a bunch of platforms which you have to jump over. In perspective mode it looks like really like a back behind the back platformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there any f- additional feature you like the most, Josh? Uh, God. I mean, I was thinking the whole time you guys were saying that. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I my most of my experience has been playing it with you know. I, I purposely try to get like three other people in here and just go mm-hmm. to town. I mean, we've done we've done the mini games. We've done the uh, like who gets the most points ones. You know, like uh, okay, like you know, like. So basically, the mini game stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the yeah, different okay, ways yeah. to play, the different ways to compete in the game. So there's because there's always extra ways to play mini games. I haven't played perspective, but I mean I played perspective once, but I haven't really gotten in depth with it, so I can't really, you know, uh, uh, talk too much about it. But uh, I've played way more times with like you know two to three other pe- two to yeah two to three other people uh, about like you know there's the one where you guys all there's like five mini games and the people who choose each mini game get to participate in it winners get points and whoever's the most points at the end wins it's it's a lot of fun I like that one so but yeah basically there again there's tons of ways to play your mini games and that's really good because it means you can just play it without a board yeah. which can be a little bit long sometimes um, just to, if you want to play something quick, like 50 minutes, you just hop on one of those minigame modes, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do. Let's go to favorite minigames. Um, so let's turn this around. Josh, you go first. What is? What was your favorite minigame of all of them in the game? Oh God. Uh, I mean the. G- or just name a bunch of few favorites. That's I, cool. I mean, yeah. Me. I mean, I mean any of the puzzle ones. Uh... Like the jigsaw puzzle, uh, I really like. I uh, God, I'm trying to. I can't come <laughs> off the top of my head. I like the vegetable one where you 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 have to yank the vegetables up. Um, okay. God, if I come up with more, I'm gonna. T- I'll totally chime in, but I'm I'm, t- I'm having a hard time naming them. I love I love most of them. Um, yeah. Okay, Pedro, your turn. Okay. Um, 
Before I move on, I just want to say that I think we can all agree that the mini games in Mario Party 9 are far better than in Mario Party 8 because just like the rest of the games, the mini games have been streamlined, so it focuses more on basic controls that just trying to cram in whatever feature the Wii Remote has into the design of the mini game. I think we can agree yeah. with that. As for my yeah, favorite yeah. mini game, Again, I have to go with Goomba Bowling. That's already a mini game in the board board game mode. Uh, it's already been turned into a full-fledged uh, mini game outside the board game. So I really love that one. Um, I might be mistaken here, but I also love the one where you have to keep running away from the ghost and you have to be careful you don't end up in the wrong room. Or otherwise, it's going to be a dead end. And you can catch you are not you're not, um, Edward, not ghost. We're Mecha Koopas? Oh, yeah, yeah uh, Mecha like Koopas. Mecha, not Mecha Marathon, but like Mecha Mayhem, I think. Yeah, yeah that's Mayhem. the one, yeah. I, I think that's the one, yeah, with the Mecha Koopas. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the, uh, my friend calls those kinds of games up to God games. They're, they're a big up fan of God games, games where you have no, like, it doesn't come down to skill, it comes down to luck. <laughs> Excellent name for it. up to God games. I'm gonna use that one in the future. Please do. Oh yeah, uh, I also love the one with the in, uh, with Luigi's Mansion where you have to keep opening the doors in order to find the exit at the end of the mansion because of two things. Number one, it kind of reminds me of Scooby Doo with everybody running away and opening and closing <laughs> different doors, and also because it kind of reminds me of believe it or not, Hotel Mario for the CDI. Yeah, it, it did me too. Yeah. I, the first thing I thought about it, Hotel Mario for the CDR, and I feel very ashamed about it. Except it's actually rather fun and funny too. Yeah, it was. It it is a really fun one. Uh, the the mansion one is uh, really frantic. Mm. Um, one of the ones I liked is that you ride on this bullet bill and drive around the course, and then uh, move the remote from left to right to steer. Mm-hmm. That's one I loved. Um, let me think. Um, I, I, again, again, just like Josh, I really love the boss battles. Those were my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I okay, I'll, I'll name it differently. What I liked about like the the, the norm, normal mini games, you could play it from up to two to four players and have the exact same experience. That's what I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Um, yeah, you could just play from two to four and have the exact same fun experience. I found it wonderful. Yeah. Um, um, what I, another one I loved was ba- the basic one where you had to jump from keep jumping from platform to platform up to the sky. Yeah, I remember oh, sky that jinx. one. Yeah, sky jinx. Um, and uh, let me think. There was one more. There's so many good ones. That's the problem yeah. with Mario Party 9. I, I I could keep name them all forever. Like, um, man, nah, it's gonna take too long to think about another. I think there's so many. I think we named already some couple of good ones there. Um, like the thinking ones, just like Josh said, are really fun as well. I like the one where you where a bunch of uh, Goombas go into various doors, and you have to click on the right door. Um, oh yeah, I love that the one most too. Koopa, Goombas. Mainly because it's so funny you... because you have to keep running around, uh, knocking on doors, hoping that you got the right one. Yeah. Um. There's so many good ones. Do you guys any know any others? I, lo- I, I just remember the one. I just remember one with the dolphins where you keep riding the dolphin and then you keep jumping. Oh yeah, that was such a fun one. Oh my one. god, yeah. Especially because, like I said, when you play that one in perspective mode, it gets really tricky to pull off. But when you play it normally, it's really fun and really funny. Yeah, I, I like that one because of the simplicity of the controls. You just do a hop if you remote and then it goes through the rings. That was great. That was also the one that is really classic Mario Party minigame. I don't remember if it takes place on on with the players um balancing themselves on the ball on the balls, giant balls, or if it happens on a hanging platform. But I know that there is one where you have to keep hitting anyone and toss them over the edge so that you can be the last one standing. 
Yeah. Uh, and another one was um, uh, free to win, where you have to uh, go to where you are all in these desks and you have to click on various panels to get up the first to uh, 10 points. There's another. What do you call those, Josh, again? I'm sorry, what? The 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 ones where it's all based on luck. Oh, up to god games. Uh, yeah. Up to god games. That that was a real up to god game because you would never know which um which uh, card you would pull. Um, another one is where um there are various arrows on the screen and you have to look in a certain direction. Oh, uh, yeah, swinging your away. remote. Yeah, look away. The reason uh, now that you guys mentioned uh, look away, that reminds me of. The Mario Party 2 minigame where you have all of the heads dancing and yeah. then you had to, uh, there was one player where they would pick uh, one direction and the other four players, they were go- they had to keep, uh, they had to choose the opposite direction, although otherwise they were going to lose. Um, that one I really love because it reminded me of that Mario Party 2 minigame, especially the music. For, 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 yeah. Uh, another one is I keep, just keep thinking of the God games now. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> uh, another one is with the cheap cheeps and the and the the various fishing angles. Yeah. Where you have to pull them, and then if you get a cheap cheap, you continue, and if you get like a spiky fish, you um, say bye bye. Um, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and there's also like uh, one you go like five rounds on the course on a on a, on a snowmobile. This oh, one yeah. I remember. That one. And um, yeah, the one you put various ingredients on a pizza. Oh yeah, uh, pizza me Mario. Ah uh, yeah yeah. So many um... good ones. I can't believe uh, I I can't believe that I didn't realize that sooner. There's so many great mini games on Mario Party Nine. Yeah, no, no, we haven't talked about the one versus rifles mini games. I think not, not yet. Nope. Um, I mean they're they're, pro- they're not as prominent in this game though. Yeah, but they're still fun. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, um, one person is w- running around, and um, the three other persons are, are are in like penguin carts trying to uh, bounce other players off the course. Mm. That's a fun one. Um, let me think. There's also like a, a American football one where you have to like dodge the other players and get to the goal at the other side. Don't you guys remember that one? Not 100% sure, no. No. Um, there's another one where you have to like make circles in the sand uh, oh, yeah. surrounding that, the player. That one and I remember. Them the... That one I remember. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Um, there's one where um, the player is uh, is beneath, beneath um, the other players and have to bounce them with spiky balls off the playing field. I don't remember that one off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, there are too many good ones. Yeah. Sometimes, you, here's the thing. We Sometimes you don't even remember them. Um, Let me think if, it, if there's another one I remember. There's also, I remember a really weird one where you have to, like, jump ropes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and there's one where you are like a ball, uh, where you choose like a pinball ball and a pachinko on a pachinko course and go around the course and who ends up first wins. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Ah, oh, there's so many good ones. I th- I think we have we have named a few. Um, I think many people should discover them for themselves because there are some. All of them are excellent. Oh yeah. Like yeah. like like we already said, uh, you don't have to play them exclusively to the board game. You can just go to the main menu and play them individually and have fun. Yeah, except again, except for the boss battles. You have to unlock those on your own. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but it's worth it because they're fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, um, is there anything left? I don't think so. No. So, um, we... so let, let me wrap this up. Um, how much would you recommend this game and what would the main reason be? Why would you um, recommend this game to people? I would start with Pedro. All right. Um, the main reason I would recommend the game is because, it, especially if you were a Mario Party fan, that felt kind of 
burned out by the franchise as a whole with Mario Party 8. I would recommend playing Mario Party 9 because it changes everything and everything works so perfectly that it's going to recapture your love of the franchise. And like we already covered many times before on this segment, uh, there are many ways to play the game. You don't have to be um, limited to just one mode of play. There are so many great mini games. There are so many options. There's still the element of luck and leave it up to God games in this um, title. And yet everything moves so fast, so quickly that it is a guarantee that everybody is going to have fun and nobody is going to be left out bored or tired or anything like that. Okay, Josh. Uh, I'm with Pedro. If you've been a fan of the series, it's a good reason to come back to it. Um, and even if you're not, even if you just, you know, you have a Wii um, and you've been looking for a, a good game to, to pick up, pick up Mario Party 9. Beat it by yourself. If you have friends, even better, uh, invite them over. And this is, it's a great game. Friendships will be made and destroyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wrapped this up. If if you loved, like, the Mario Party franchise since its very humble beginnings and liked it up to 6, but didn't like 7 or 8, I think this one will really change your mind in some very positive ways. And I reckon you will have tons of fun with it. Just like these guys said, you will have so much fun with it. And friendships will indeed be destroyed. I've experienced that at hand. Um, But anyway, anyway, anyhow, it really serves for a very good time. And it's one of very good Wii games. And another win for ND Cube, which I hope will do a lot of better things on this onwards, like on 3DS or on Wii U. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it really... It really brings them back to the basic of where they started, at least half of the staff there, because, again, most of the staff there now is Hudson staff who left their home and found their new home at Nintendo. And I hope they continue having a good place to work with in their future. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. alright. So, that's all for now. I say bye, Pedro. Bye, Dan. Bye, Josh. See ya. Bye, Josh. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please help share us with the world. Tell your friends and maybe leave us a glowing review on iTunes. Also, you can have your questions answered on the show by sending them to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. See you next week.